Hi friends. Today is a day of Easter egg hunts at my house. And I have loved egg hunting ever since I was a little girl and my sister and I would fight to the death <laughs> for Easter eggs that contained a quarter or a jelly bean. So much so that I wrote an essay about it, which I'm sharing with you today. And that essay also became the maid of honor toast that I read at my sister's wedding last year a version of it anyway. And then it also went into my book, Come Home to Your Heart, which is coming out in early May. So I wanted to share it with you today. I read it on this podcast two years ago. And it being Easter, I thought it would be a wonderful essay to bring back. It also makes us think about how I wrote that essay during pandemic times. And although things are a bit different now, the theme still holds true about how we find joy in hidden places. So I hope that today and always you find joy in hidden places. This is Heart of the Story, and I'm Nadine Kenny Johnstone. I'm a writer and a writing coach who helps female authors get to the core of their narratives. But most importantly, I'm a human who's always trying to get in touch with what my soul is saying. Each week, I'll share my own stories of healing, hope, and following my heart so that you'll feel inspired to follow yours. We'll close with reflective prompts so that you can hear the longings deep within you. Remember, every heart has a story, and every story has a heart. So this essay I'm about to share with you is talking about this reflecting on what has been and taking stock of where I'm at now. Here it is. Today will be the first time that my family has come over to my house to celebrate a holiday in over a year. It'll be a small gathering, just six of us in total, and we'll be celebrating outside, but still just being able to gather at our home feels like a miracle. When we were house hunting back in 2018, we specifically desired this home because of its open floor plan that would allow for family gatherings and the guest room for Jamie's parents when they flew in from Maine. For the two years we lived here pre-pandemic, we did have many gatherings around our table, full of Jamie's savory cooking and lots and lots of laughter. And every year, Easter was always my favorite. Easter means egg hunts. Yes, egg hunts, plural. You see, ever since I was little, egg hunts have been the main event of the holiday. The night before Easter, my parents would hide eggs all around the house. Well, hide is an understatement. They would expertly color coordinate the eggs to camouflage with their surroundings, like a green egg nestled in a houseplant or a red egg inside of a red vase. 
There were eggs in utensil drawers, eggs stuffed into couch corners, eggs in shower caddies, eggs in pantry nooks. This was a competition. As soon as my sister and I woke up, we would grab our bunny baskets and my parents would stand back as an all-out battle began. My sister, Dana, five years younger but twice as strong as me, would throw out elbow jabs and hip checks, anything to get me out of the way so that she could get the eggs. In turn, I would run in the other direction and go for hiding spots that she hadn't investigated yet. My mom and dad would stand back, laughing, watching the mayhem unfold. Sometimes the ache would be right there, beneath our very noses, and yet we wouldn't see it. So mom and dad would say, warm, warmer, hot, hotter, until we saw what was there all along. Inevitably, my dad would forget how many eggs they had hidden, and there was always a rogue egg that my mom would find months later when sweeping under the refrigerator. The thing is, though, that this tradition has never stopped. When I moved to Massachusetts, I made Jamie hide dog treat-filled eggs for our dog, Tessa. But secretly, it was a ploy so that I could help her find them. And I'm not kidding at all. When he hid a blue egg on top of a green pillow, I shook my head and pointed out the proper way to hide an egg. (laughs) Jamie now knows how to hide them with expert precision. When Gio was born, I couldn't wait to hide the eggs for him and watch his glee as he found them and shook them to reveal the treats inside. And when he became a toddler, he loved helping me hide eggs for his grandma to find, except that he liked to walk behind her during the hunt and reach into her basket to pluck out the treats. To this very day, my mom still hides eggs for my sister and me. Yes, Dana is approaching 32, and I'm almost 38, but we still want to duke it out. For me, it's about the mystery of the hiding spot, the excitement of the unknown, the laughing and pushing each other out of the way like when we were kids. I love the excuse to play. We like you, need laughter and fun more than ever. Oh, what a year it has been. In addition to the tragic injustices and unimaginable losses, the loneliness has been so pervasive. For me personally, I desperately miss hugging my mom and sister. I miss hanging out with them and friends inside without masks. I miss watching my only child son who's been remote learning all year get on a school bus and play with friends carefree. I miss being able to care for the relatives in our lives who've had serious non-COVID health issues as of late. I miss our East Coast community and watching the joy spread across Jamie's face when he sees his family. I miss being able to attend the memorial services for friends, family members who've passed this year. And of course, I miss the small things that actually don't seem so small anymore. Going to a coffee shop 
and writing there all day. Rolling out my yoga mat at my local yoga studio. Booking a babysitter and having date night with my husband. I miss living a life where I'm not always worried about getting or giving the virus. The saving grace is that we've been hanging out with my mom and sister and my sister's boyfriend a few times a month outside. Since we live in the Midwest, that means that our outdoor Christmas celebration was 17 degrees. (laughs) The trays of delicious food my sister made froze about five minutes after being outside. But luckily, we got to eat some before that happened. And despite having to dress in five layers, we stood around the fire pit laughing, our eyes crinkling with joy above our masks. In fact, this entire year, I've been finding joy in the most camouflaged of places. In sledding and snowball fights with my family, in listening to Brothers Osborne and dancing around the kitchen with Gio as Jamie sautés spinach and garlic, in taking walks with friends around the lake path in Evanston, in sitting quietly and listening to my own heart beating rhythmically inside my chest. At first, it seems that bliss is nowhere to be found. And then you see it, tucked into a couch corner, nestled in a houseplant, there and there and there. The little joys are hidden everywhere. And because we've had to jostle and wrestle our way through life in order to notice them, it makes them all the sweeter. While I think there's happiness in the opening them up to see what's inside, the true bliss is in the finding, in realizing that they've been there all along, right beneath your very nose, waiting for you to discover them. So friends, that is my essay. I wanted to share it with you because I'm feeling in the in-between. I am feeling multiple feelings all at the same time. And sometimes I forget that that's okay. Maybe you're feeling this way too. Maybe you're feeling excited about what's to come but also nervous or tired after all that has gone on. Maybe you're feeling like you're ready for (laughs) a life without any worry. And at the same time, you're wondering if you should still be cautious. Maybe you feel like you're actually glad that there have been some changes, some very necessary changes in the way your life or the world is operating. Maybe you are feeling bliss and joy while at the very same time 
thinking about all that has been. So I wanted this to be a reminder that both can exist. Both do exist. I used to be an all or nothing sort of a person where I really felt like, okay, either I'm happy or I'm sad, either I'm tired or I'm energetic. I hated to have a hard moment in the midst of a happy time. Reminds me of the days when I was dating my husband long distance and uh, we would see each other once a month for a weekend or every other month. And I didn't want a single second of that weekend to be sad or anxiety filled or frustrated because I just wanted the entire thing to be happy. And I felt like, okay, could only be happy if it was all happy. And one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is about the coexistence of emotions that both can and do, and maybe not even both, multiple emotions can and do exist. So if you are feeling all of the feelings, or if you are feeling completely numb by it all, Or if you are going back and forth between feeling very emotional and very numb, it is all welcome. All of it is welcome. I really want to acknowledge (laughs) the coexistence of these emotions. And I really want us to realize That if you're feeling on shaky ground right now, that you are not alone. And in fact, it's probably a very common feeling right now. To me, it feels like there are two bits of land, maybe two continents. And I feel like I'm on this tiny raft And I'm floating between the two. And I haven't yet looked back and turned around to see where I just came from. And I don't know what this new land and world entails. I just know that I'm on this raft floating trying to hold steady, (laughs) trying to both acknowledge that my legs feel shaky and also trying to appreciate the sunshine shining down on my face. So I'm about to walk you through an exercise that will help you reflect on what has been And at the same time, to see what joys and gratitude exist. And then what still feels completely uncertain or unknown. So let's dive in. Take a deep breath. 
Let's put our hands on our hearts, if you can. If you're out and about, do this, metaphorically speaking. Try to hold yourself in kindness. And think for yourself that you might look at this past year or longer like a photo book of images. And we're going to flip through the photo book. But this photo book is different. Usually albums contain only the happy memories, right? But this is going to be an all-encompassing photo album that takes snapshots of the many different emotional moments. And you choose how far back you want this album to go. Whatever kind of reflection you might need. And think about what images appear there, what flashes of life. So maybe if you're starting back to last spring, when some things started to change, you might notice what that looked like. You might notice what life was like before things started to close. What did work or school or socializing look like? How were you feeling? And then notice flashes of images from when things started changing. When things at first felt very unknown. When everything was so drastically different. And try your best not to label good, bad, but try to collect the images of all variety of emotion. What became the quote-unquote new normal of home life? What did that look like? What were the moments that filled your heart? And what were the moments that brought up some emotions? Maybe there was frustration, grief, 
uncertainty. And contentment. And surprise. And love. Let them coexist in this photo album of yours. Acknowledge the rituals or things that went away that were no longer serving you and you felt glad for that change. And acknowledge the things that went away that you desperately wanted to hold on to. Notice what new things came into your life. New rituals. New habits. New behaviors. New opportunities. New people. And think about where you're at now in this time of transition. What are the many feelings that are coexisting right now? What brings you excitement, hope? What still makes you nervous, worried, sad? Can you love and welcome all of these emotions at the exact same time? Can you put your arms around them and say, I see you? And then, can you see these gems in your life that have been beneath your nose? the entire time, all along, the constants. That you have a new appreciation for. It's like you've rediscovered them. They were camouflaged, but now they are evident to you. You're collecting them in your basket, cherishing them.
Let's take one more deep breath. I hope you enjoyed my Easter themed essay and reflections. And if you're curious to see a version of it revised and in print, as I mentioned, it is part of my book, Come Home to Your Heart, which will be published on May 9th, though Amazon is uh, alerting people that they might get it even a little bit sooner than that. So I will put the pre-order link in the show notes if you are interested in my essay collection slash guided journal. Thank you, Michelle Arredo, for all of your help. We always find joy in hidden places together. If you like this episode, please let me know. Comment, tag me on Instagram at Nadine Kenny Johnstone. Remember, everyone, every heart has a story, and every story has a heart. See you next week.